They didn't realize we were seeds. They didn't realize you were seeds. They open doors so others can walk through them. Your legacy is every life you have ever touched. I'm Stella Sagliari, and this is Salt the Podcast. Welcome to Salt the Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. My guests today are Red, Ayel, and Margot, three of the members of the feminist collective Feminist Collage Amsterdam, an intersectional feminist movement fighting systemic domination by reclaiming the streets through pasted slogans. They practice horizontal and decentralized civil disobedience to denounce oppressions such as femicides, which is the killing of women for being women, domestic violence, sexism, racism, queerphobia, and much more. In this episode, we hear obviously all about feminist collage, a movement that has its origin in France. We talk about collage as a feminist means of causing rupture by changing public spaces, the significance of reclaiming the streets as a place that historically speaking has been dangerous for women, gender minorities, people of color, and other marginalized communities. We also talk about bell hooks and, of course, as always, much, much more. This episode also includes a trigger warning, as we mentioned, sexual abuse and femicide. Welcome, everybody. I'm very happy that you are here with us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Thanks you for having, having us. <laughs> excited to listen to what you have to say. So, yes, the first question, of course, is about feminist collage Amsterdam. If you could tell us about it, actually, we want to hear all about it. So if you can share with us, yeah, its origin, its story, its purpose, what kind of movement it is, what you stand for, that would be amazing. Yeah, okay. Um, so I can maybe try first to kind of contextualize. So the movement kind of called Collage Femicides, Collage Feminicides in French, uh, started in Marseille, in the south of, of France, three years ago in 2019, when a woman uh, decided to paste on in the streets um, black letters on white papers. And uh, she pasted a slogan on her hypersexualization by men since a young age. And um, then she was rejoined by many more and she pursued the actions uh, in Paris with um, other people and the focus shifted on denouncing femicides, which is the act of killing a woman because she's a woman. But we're going to go uh, more into details about this later. So uh, basically, it's an act of civil disobedience, which means that it's illegal. It's going against the law to denounce uh, the injustice in society. And uh, they started to organize in a decentralized and horizontal way in chosen mixed city. So that means that um, it's only women and um, people um, that are not cis men because uh, they don't feel the oppression of patriarchy, which doesn't mean that they're not affected by it in a negative way. But yeah, we're going to also talk about it later, maybe. And then we started um, to go on with this movement in Amsterdam 
about a year and a half ago, so in September 2020, um, so one year after the start in France. And at the start, we were 10, around 10, and then we started to expand more. And we organized in a horizontal way. So that means that we're trying not to reproduce the domination that exists in the many structures of society that have this uh, vertical source of power. But in the movement, everyone has a voice. Everyone can express themselves and everyone is listened to. And we're also decentralized. So that means that we organize as a collective. We have meeting, we have a group chat, and we make decisions together. But um, anyone that um, feels like they want and that agree with our values and principle can use our visual identity, which is um, these black letters on white papers um, and can paste about any issue. Um, but you, we focus on intersectional feminism. And um, yeah, so like the important values are to recognize the all-encompassing oppression of patriarchy and uh, that we don't tolerate any discriminations. We try to be as inclusive as, as possible. And uh, that means that, um, yeah, like if there's anything that is spaced about that um, we feel is oppressive towards a certain group, we're going to call out on the person. And so, again, what we do is civil disobedience. So you can face troubles for going against the law on what we did. Um, like it's illegal, so we can encounter the police, being ID checked, fined, and even taken into custody. But yeah, it's just that there's a, a risk by doing this. But um, we're okay facing it because uh, we want to fight the patriarchy. Thank you so much. And maybe you can just, in one sentence, say how you actually do what you do. So people really know, the listeners, because maybe they have never heard about you and they don't know um, what it is. So you meet in the evening and then maybe you can continue. Yeah, of course. Yeah, sorry, I should have mentioned that before. Don't worry. So basically, yeah, so uh, we meet and then um, we have glue and we have slogans that we paste beforehand, or like that we paint beforehand. So black letters again on white paper. And then we go in the streets. Um, so at night is better when there's not too many people around. And we paste them um, in the street anywhere. It depends. In Amsterdam, we decided not to do it too much on private property. But uh, it's also because it's easier. So we mainly focus on like bridges, for instance. And uh, then we paste these slogans that are about many issues uh, related to feminist, uh, yeah, feminist issues, uh, but also racism, classism, um, homophobia. And, um, and yeah, and we paste these slogans. It's usually actually a really good moment to share. Like when we do this, it's pretty quick to do. And um, yeah, and we we glue like we have um, glue for wallpapers basically, yeah. and um, we have brushes, and then we paste that on the streets, and um, yeah, that's the, what the movement is about. Yes, thank you so much. And I mean, you kind of actually said it already. The subject that you address, but maybe because you said the subjects already, maybe you could share like one, two, three slogans um, as an example. For instance, Black Lives Matter is one of the things that you that you paste. Yeah, so one of the, um, the last slogans that we pasted is actually a name. And it's really important for me because uh, it's the name of the first femicide of 2022. And uh, it's been very loud on social media at the moment. It was a 
a trans woman and she's also she was also a sex worker uh, so we pasted this one um, in my report in Amsterdam uh, it was only the two of us but since then there's also been a second femicide actually it was pretty sad um, oh really I didn't hear about that one yeah oh, it's okay. uh, anonymous uh, we still don't know the name and okay. we still have to confirm what happened it happened uh, in Amsterdam as well so still looking forward to more details, <laughs> uh, but that's ironic. But yeah, we now I want to try, well, with other people, we want to try to um, to paste more names of the victims to not forget their name and um, to focus more on the femicides that happen in the Netherlands because there's not that much data on this uh, in the Netherlands and in other countries, especially in France, like we start to have more data, but then it's not at all. Um, we also uh, had a collaboration with a neighborhood feminist about period poverty very recently, which was very nice. And uh, we um, we pasted about uh, the rape reports in the Netherlands um, and the last data about the rapes in the Netherlands is that we have one in 10 students in the Netherlands that has been raped. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I, I just wanted to say that um, the collage are both aimed at uh, the victims. So some things for making women and uh, minorities know that they're not alone. So for instance, like one slogan can be you're not alone. Uh, we believe you. Uh, mm. things like that and then some are also directed at the perpetrators so more like for instance like women don't are you pretty or um yeah i don't have any in mind but yeah no like means no no means no exactly uh, silence is not consent all of these that are more um yeah it's just like taking the public space and have everyone hear us both the victims and the perpetrators yes just yes. want to add one last thing because i thought it was really nice uh because we pasted the you are not alone on a bus station once and someone added the graffiti saying, I know. And it's like, it was such a reaction, which was so powerful that we got from someone that we didn't know at all. And and you said already, you are actually using the public space for this. And there is a strong feminist history of changing public spaces to cause rupture. So my question is, um, what do collages as a means of feminist expression mean to you in that regard? Well, first of all, I think it's very inspiring uh, and almost kind of exciting to think that this movement might be part of a very, very long history of feminist groups uh, causing civil disobedience to bring attention to issues that have been ignored for, for centuries till today. And that's what we try to do with the collage. We try to, to bring attention to facts and statements that are that are ignored, largely ignored by people in power and, and most of society, especially I think of sexual, physical, psychological violence against women, uh, queer people, gender minority people. Uh, this is still incredibly normalized today, and it's very very ignored. So with the collage, we put it, you know, in a public space, and we kind of force people to look at it and and. And we also do it in a way that we control everything from in, in our message. We control the, what we say. We control how we say it. We control when we say it, where we say it. And yeah, we can compel people to look at it and, and doing it on the streets in this very public space that have been, has been unsafe for, I want to say ever, right? For women and, and, and gender minority individuals. It's quite symbolic to put it 
on in that public space in which women and, and gender minority people have been excluded for, for I think as long as anyone can remember. Yes. And I don't know if anybody wants to add, if not, because then I want to grab what you just said, because, because you say the streets and mm-hmm. um, like the streets have posed a certain danger to certain people like women, like gender minorities, like people of color, disabled people. So you are also saying we are reclaiming the streets. And I want to dig a little bit deeper into that. And also maybe, I don't know if you have to say something like that. Also the fact that you are reclaiming the streets where everybody walks, as you said, everybody will see it, but you're also doing the pasting at night. And the night also has a different meaning to, yeah, to women, to gender minorities, so on and so forth. So let's talk about reclaiming the streets. Yeah, like if I may add, obviously the streets are never considered a safe space for, I would say, Flinta people so and queer people. And Flinta is female, lesbian, intersex, non-binary, trans and agender people and also queer people. Um, so to take back the streets is obviously such a statement <laughs> as the number of times that we've talked with my friends to uh, not come back home too late and not come back home and like walk a certain way or have your keys in your hands and especially at night to be aware of everything to have your earphones in but not have music on etc like we've grown as like this like we've learned to do this to in order to be safe and there's this component of doing it doing the pasting in the streets at night gives gives us so much power to feel safe together to have a nice moment also together um even though sometimes it's not the case sometimes it's even more the case like we're just having a good time and then we're leaving a trace also behind Uh, which is very important to me that we're taking space where it's it, where everything is patriarchal around us. Like Amsterdam is a city that was built by men for men. And we don't have any trace of women, Flinta people or queer people all around uh, the city. If you walk around, you don't see any trace of us. And the collage is our way to to leave it even if it's not staying forever yet if if someone sees a collage it's it's a way to say oh okay like we've been here uh, yes. and the the sorry the reason why we choose to do it in um non-mixed city or chosen mixed city is like to say that we don't need protection from men and that we do it at night exactly in like a space that is considered dangerous for women to be in, but we're like, no, we're like taking back the power and uh, we're doing this together. Yes, I have actually in my, if you go on my Instagram profile, when I speak about the little description about my podcast, I say salt is a song to our power, fragility and permanence. And it just, what you just described reminded me of it. And we could also add resilience, but it's also like you say, we leave a trace And then maybe someone will destroy it or the weather will destroy it, but you're coming back. You're here to stay. You know, you're really reclaiming the street. Even if someone changes the word or destroys it, you will come back and you will keep pasting. And um, yeah, maybe I will now actually go because I, 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 I want to, yeah, I will ask you this question now because you actually say we will keep pasting. So I think it makes sense not to ask you this before we talk about feminism. So elaborate, we will keep pasting. What do you have to say? 
So as you said earlier, and we mentioned as well, uh, these collages get taken down all the time. And for any, f can I swear? No. Yeah, of I course. Ah, yes. For any fucking reason. <laughs> um, you know, it's been taken down by the police, by the gemeente, or by just people who are angry with the message that is on the wall. And the problem is that these messages are incredibly important. They're really, really, really big issues that, that need to be addressed and should never be ignored again. And that's why we say that we will keep pasting because we won't be silenced. We, we want these messages to be out there and we want people to still look at them, even if it's unpleasant, even if it's uncomfortable. We, we want these messages to be out there and that's why we are not going to stop. Yeah, like you say, we are disrupting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yes. Yeah, saying that we are disrupting, that's also something that I'm really big on because some people don't just take off our slogans because they disagree with the message. I've noticed that some people just take off the message, like take off the slogan without reading the message. They're just not happy with this collage at all. They don't want their streets to change. And that's something that I really want to change. Like the streets should be everyone's and we shouldn't have one status quo for the streets. Like the streets are always changing. I wasn't yeah. thinking of, of reactions that we got in Amsterdam per se. I was thinking mostly of reactions that the movement in France, especially in Paris and around Paris, has gotten. And some of these reactions are incredibly violent, just with, with verbal aggression, but also a lot of physical aggression. There was one instance where a group of, of uh, how we call them, coloreuses, so people who go pasting, uh, were attacked by a man on, in a car who tried to run them over. Uh, people have been attacked physically. People have been shouted out at... Um, And, and it shows, it goes to show, I think, that it's so uncomfortable for some people, especially, let's face it, especially cis men, to have women and Flinta individuals reclaiming the streets in, in that way, that they, they have no other choice but to go to violence. It's really crazy. And in Amsterdam, Red will tell you better than me, we have also been experiences experiencing that violence. And Red, I'll, I'll pass it to you because you'll explain it better because you were there. Yes, I mean, I haven't been there each time, which is nice. But uh, yeah, I was what I was sharing off record is that the usual uh, shouting that we get is from uh, typical white middle-aged Dutch blonde woman, <laughs> which we wouldn't mm -hmm. think of when we started this, and we it really got us very confused. Uh, because we are fighting the same fight against patriarchy. Well, we don't know if they're fighting or not, but each time that we got sh shouted at by them, we're just like, why are you doing this? Like, And we just thought that they would be protecting their bourgeois aesthetic, bourgeois life uh, in the streets. But yeah, it, it all becomes very confusing. No, I think this is a good one. It's good we change the question. Because... You are an intersectional feminist movement. You are not just saying we are feminists. And you just say you have very often white, middle-class Dutch women getting annoyed uh, by what you are doing. And you also have often people saying, why does feminism still exist? We have uh, gender equality, which obviously is not true. But sometimes people just look from their own perspective. <laughs> They don't look at other parts of the world, at people from other classes, from other genders, from other races, from with uh, disabilities, so on and so forth. And you are very, very vocal about it. We are an intersectional feminist movement. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So today, feminism has been much more democratized than ever, as you mentioned. Like it's more or less um, like everyday issue for many people. But that also means that the word itself has been used to justify many different kinds of values. And that's why uh, we emphasize intersectionality at the core of our practice. So we want to recognize the many oppressions that people can face for their various perceived identity. So um, we fight for the liberation of all women and all people that face oppressions. Um, so for instance, an aspect of feminism that we denounce is like feminism washing or like woke washing. That means when it's used uh, for capitalist profits. So that's uh, very much something we're against. And um, yeah, we think that we need a full libera liberation and we need to destroy the patriarchy, but also the list is long, but like capitalism, classism, imperialism, heterosexism, racism, ableism, gender conformism, all of that. And yeah, like as a movement, we are intersectional and very inclusive. I just uh, want to say that we are mostly white and that's, um, yeah, like we th thrive to include uh, more people of color. But the fact is that like even here today speaking, we're all white. And so our struggle, of course, is informed by this. Uh, there's an aspect of this that, for instance, civil disobedience is something that is easier for white people because they face less police violence. So, yeah, we want to denounce um, all of these dominations but, and we try not to reproduce them within the movement. Um, yeah, but I think it's important to mention it still. Yeah, Thank you. Because it's also sometimes what you don't see or what you don't read or what you don't hear, it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And that should also make you question, why do I never hear about this? Why do I never see, let's say, homeless people? I mean, very rarely we see homeless people uh, in, in Amsterdam. So I think you're also doing that. You're also like when, what we talked about earlier about the femicide that people say, but there's no femicide in the Netherlands. Of course there is. The way that we approach the word femicide is still very linear in a way. As in most people, when we say feminicide, femicide or feminicide, we think about women who have been murdered by their partner or ex-partner. But we, we believe that femicide, the word femicide, should not stop at this definition because we think that a femicide englobes killing a woman because she's a woman. So that would include, for example, murdering a trans woman because she's a trans woman murdering uh, a woman of color because she's a woman of color, murdering a woman uh, because of her uh, religious aspirations. Uh, we don't think that it should stop there to, to the idea that, that, that we talk about in, in the news, maybe. That, that's, it's, it's too simple. It doesn't englobe the different identities that, that come under the umbrella term of women. And, and because of that, we should really have more discussions about this in the public sphere. Um, it's not going enough. It, it doesn't encompass the different reasons for women being murdered. And, 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 and we, we don't want to stop there, basically. Yes. Yeah, adding to this, uh, to me, femicide is just a systemic killing of every moment. So... It includes obviously like all the women that are killed in factories uh, because of how the the businesses treat them and women that are killed in 
climate change disasters because of how <laughs> we treat the um, uh, the earth are actually we have a great slogan that we pasted a while ago that was men in power kill the earth because most of the people in power taking horrible decisions for the earth are men and um and they're and the first victims of climate change disasters are women and into people so unfortunately uh femicides goes further than just as margot said um the direct killing is just a systemic killing and we're putting this in the public and so right now we paste this in public and we people have to face this uh in front of them in their eyes and have to talk about it and we don't want to make it a secret anymore which is uh, to me it's also one of the great things of collage that you have to face uh the consequences of sexual violence and and again you're going into the street so you're going into the public sphere so it's exactly yeah from the private to the public where yeah everybody walks in the street exactly yes, yes and totally. yeah and also i just had one thing about intersectionality i think what is uh, interesting is we do it of course because it's necessary to recognize the systemic oppression and um, yeah the link they have but also i noticed for instance in the street we would be basing something about black lives matter or svarta pits and um, we had like men of color coming and uh, making remarks and supporting us. And then we're like, oh yeah, and we actually like at the basis we base about feminism and then we show them like the other collage that we make. And so then they get like to know and being educated about the issue by going through another like aspect of it. Mm, so I think topic, that's yeah. also, yeah, exactly. So I think that's why it's uh, also nice that we base about so many different issues because then they all like get together And people understand that at the core of it, there's like systemic oppression. Yes, totally. And how can people join your movement or show solidarity to what you do? Um, there are many ways. So if you can join us, if you're in um, Amsterdam, you can DM us on Instagram and we can send you details. You can then come to the meetings and learn how to paste. And it's uh, very easy. If you're not in Amsterdam, you can look up and there might very much uh, be a branch of the movement in your city, like in the Netherlands. Um, I'm not sure, but in the world, there are like a lot. And if not, if, if you want to try um, to start, we can help you in like how, knowing how to paste and implement it. And then if for any reason you're not in capacity to paste, you can help us, uh, help us through social media. You can um, share. We're also trying to set up a fund for fines and uh, for the the tools. And um, then we just like to have people like contact us and uh, show support. Another very important aspect is uh, education. So um, we, if you're not familiar with an issue that we paste, just look it up. Uh, that's why we do it. You can learn about this and you can, uh, especially if you don't experience it, if you're not familiar with it, uh, you can learn about it and talk about it around. Yeah, like if, for instance, especially for men who we do not, like cis men who we do not especially welcome with us, there's still a lot of ways. Uh, also, repairing slogans is a nice way. If uh, a slogan has been ripped off, you can, uh, yeah, with a marker, like with a pen, you can repair it. Nice, nice. And now I'm going to ask you the two questions that I ask all my guests. Who has been your soul? Who has inspired you? I think, oh, Red, if you want to go, you can go, Red Esther, if you want. Uh, I mean, there's too many people 
to name probably. Uh, I'm personally thinking of the, especially the women and the queer individuals around me who inspire me every day. Uh, when we asked these questions among us, we, we all agreed that it was just, you know, anyone who fights the patriarchy every day, uh, especially those who do it in more silent ways. So, for example, factory workers or, or mothers, single mothers, um, you know, anyone who, who experiences these oppression and, and, and fights every day just by existing or by taking direct action every day. Uh, you have, of course, people in the more public sphere. You have you have uh, content creators. You have writers, philosophers, poets. So many, so many people. But we want to give a big shout out, especially to to the women and the queer people, uh, the Flinta people in the generations before us, who paved the way for us to be able to fight in the way that we do. Without them, we wouldn't be here. Without them, we couldn't fight in the way that we do so really thank you <laughs> to 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 all of these people yeah i kind of want to add a thank you to all my feminist friends <laughs> like, especially mm -hmm. during new years i remember really wanting to paste a love letter to all my feminist friends uh because they made my years so great and i can talk about all my traumas with them and all my Uh, all my love and all my problems and everything that was private silenced by the patriarchy I could talk about with them and it was all joy so to me it would also be a shout out to them um, because we do fight the patriarchy together and we make each other's lives better so they are my inspiration I could say so much right now <laughs> so much <laughs> but I won't because yeah <laughs> but it's it's super beautiful what you said and maybe I I, I just one thing because this is the beauty about feminism the solidarity that exists mm -hmm. among us and this is yeah this is so powerful and this is mm -hmm. so so powerful and the love the love that that is there the love for each other the love for justice and the love for so many other things that is not just the romantic love that we have yeah. been conditioned for our mm -hmm. i don't know most of our life so that love is so much more than just the love you have with your partner let's yeah. say the so, sorority yeah. of it all yes, is beautiful exactly <laughs> and also the love for because that also i was reading a little bit about bell hooks the other day and of course we speak about her later but also that you can be in love with the justice right you can be in love with with solidarity not just with with people but with these kind of things imagine everybody would be in love with justice we would be so much more powerful so mm -hmm. yeah thank you yeah, that's for sure <laughs> and To whom do you want to pass the salt? Who do you want to inspire? And what do you want to tell them? All the ladies shouting at us in the street. <laughs> <laughs> so the haters. So, yeah. The haters. Stop shouting at us <laughs> and help us. <laughs> It comes there. No, sometimes you have people being like, yeah, this is great after reading our message. So, yeah. Everybody, it's really easy to, to just do something. <laughs> so um, that's what... When people ask me uh, how it's like, how do I do this or how do I go in the streets, etc., it's pretty easy to just do whatever you do when you start doing it. So just anyone who wants to fight uh, against the patriarchy, uh, just say like, do it. It's pretty empowering to do whatever you want to do. And especially when it's something random, just as pasting in the streets. So 
You yeah, can but just also, figure it also out. what Margot said, right? Because sometimes people think, yeah, but I don't like to protest. And that's fine. You don't have to protest. You can start from your home with your husband, with your children, with your neighbors, in the school, uh, when you speak with a teacher. There, there are so many ways that are really important. And Margot, you wanted to say something. Yeah, um, I'd just like to add that beyond inspiring people, I think one way, I don't know if that uh, passes as passing the salt, but... I think one thing that that this movement also tries to do is beyond inspiring. It's also supporting people, uh, especially people who don't have the capacity to to fight in the way that we do right now. Um, maybe they don't have the strength. Maybe they don't have, you know. Maybe sometimes life is 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 incredibly hard, and and it's hard. It takes it takes a lot of uh, of, of of resources, you know, to 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 go on the street and and, and do that. And sometimes you can't, and that's okay. But we also want to show the support for the people who might not have these resources and and who who might feel a little bit alone. And and we just want to tell them that, you know, it's it's they're not alone. They're not alone. We're here. We're there to support. We'll keep going. Uh, we do this for us, but we also do it for you. And and if one day you can join us, that would be incredible. But if you can't, that's okay. It's okay. You do what you can. To, to survive and to and to thrive in the way that you that that you can yeah yes what is your question for me i was wondering how you found us <laughs> really <laughs> that's like, a very easy why, question <laughs> why no but why us like why, why you yeah. <laughs> of course you i thought it was a bit random <laughs> really oh no i didn't think so so obviously i found you through instagram you know, sometimes uh, when you follow certain people, Instagram recommends others that are similar to what you like. So I think, yeah, I'm sure that's how I found you. And um, yeah, I've been following you for a while. I uh, really like what you do. And uh, it it was clear to me that at one point I will reach out to you and ask you if you want to be on Salt. So it's not something that happened. I don't know when we talked the first time a month ago or something. So I had it on my mind for a while. And um yeah. So, and then I did um, a little bit more research on the movement. And then I liked things actually even more, the things that I was reading, watched some videos also about the movement in the UK. And yeah, it's in line with SALT. It's uh, you are intersectional, you are feminists, you are talking about topics that are very important to me. And um, yeah. So for me, it's not why you, <laughs> why not? <laughs> or oh, why only now? I don't know. No. To me, it's know. just, uh, no, yes, I am. My question is, how do you think you contribute to the fights? Or, yeah, like, what is your personal family struggle, like, either in your personal life or through the podcast, maybe? You asked me two questions, right? I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I'm interested to know, yeah, with the podcast, and then maybe if you want to share about your personal life. So... To answer your first question on um, how SALT is contributing to the feminist struggle, as I said earlier, um, for me, SALT is a song to our power, to our fragility, to our resilience, and to our permanence. Because I look at us as, yeah, we are love, we are community, and we are struggle. And I believe that uh, we should walk with our arms raised high. So SALT is embodying this. Um, it's part... It's part of this, it's part of the feminist struggle, the feminist community, the feminist love. And for me, it's really important to look at the conversations that we are having with each other 
as part of a collaborative project. And in these conversations, we are contesting, for instance, narratives around birth, we are deconstructing, we are recreating, we are healing, we are rebuilding, and we are forming connections um, with the aim of changing systems, achieving social justice. And even though maybe the, the people that I speak with, um, most of them, of course, do not know each other, I believe that our conversations flow into each other and um, that they create an important space, you know, that, that leaves room for the unexpected, that leaves room to build solidarity, solidarity across borders, across issues and across movements. Because for me, it's really important um, that, the, that, that the people that I speak with that they come from all spheres of life. And of course, I, um, I have an emphasis uh, on amplifying voices from the global South, from women of color, women with migrant backgrounds, queer people. It is an intersectional feminist podcast because um, as uh, Kimberly Crenshaw says, um, women come from a whole range of backgrounds. And if our voices of peace don't include these differences, then our peace will be partial. And um, yeah, and it's also about marginalized communities. So this is how I see SALT contributing to the feminist struggle. And it's also about creating awareness about topics that maybe sometimes can sound quite academic um, to present them in a more simplified language and um, to speak up, to not be silent anymore, to to dare to speak up, to... Um, yeah, to, to not be silent anymore. To me, this is uh, this is so important. And of course, also um, many of my listeners, for instance, um, and also some of my friends, uh, never considered themselves feminist, and that's also fine. I mean, not everybody has to call um, themselves feminist. There's no uh, barometer that uh, yeah that you have to to follow. But um, through listening to my podcast. Um, many of them quite often reach out to me and they say, you know what, I am actually a feminist. And you really make me understand what feminism is all about. It's something completely different than what I had anticipated or what I had thought about before. So, yeah. And there's also, I have like a vision. Um, and in May, um, we made a video out of it together with my friend Melania. She's a, a dancer, a photographer, a video producer, a video artist. And um, we invited some of, of my sisters and we created a video um, embodying Salt's vision. And uh, my vision says, the short version of it, may Salt birth a generation of strong, honest, vulnerable, brave feminist people, courageous in their actions, loving in their hearts, creative in their minds. We will pass the Salt and we will be the Salt. To me, it's also... The podcast is also about actually what you also what we also said today about breaking um, the silence and bringing it out there. Because, for instance, and maybe that's something to answer a little bit your second question. I was raised in a shaming culture um, with a lot of shame, with a lot of uh, women have to be like this and this, um, not sharing a lot of things. Just okay, we don't talk about that. Always this, okay, you have to be strong. You cannot be weak in the sense of you cannot cry. You cannot do this. Just keep going. Life is hard and blah, 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 blah. So for me, also salt is a disruption to that. And it's probably also part of my own healing. Um, because, for instance, one of my friends, she told me, since you've sold, um, I have such a different connection with you because 
you have shared so many things that I didn't know about you. And I see also how I have become much more open and I'm, um, yeah, and, and, and much more um, comfortable talking about personal things, heavy things, trauma, you know, things that sexual abuse, for instance. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, maybe something to answer your second question. And I could keep going, but <laughs> I think I will keep it here. Yes. Yeah, about that, uh, we didn't mention, but yeah, the collage can also be used kind of as a like therapeutical thing because yeah for people who experienced uh, sexual abuse or sexual violence or anything and want to talk about it um, many people have been pasting their story in the streets and then um, yeah it has this uh, idea of liberating the, the barrel like yeah liberating the speech and liberating your own story by putting it out there um, yeah yeah And for me, it's also, I mean, my daughter, I mean, I had the podcast, wanted to do it a long time, but my, my, when I was pregnant with my daughter, I said, no, now I will do it. And mm -hmm. she's also a big, big part of it because th there are things I don't want her to experience. So uh, she was, kind of, this is a very personal motivation, of course, but um, yeah. So Did I answer your question? Yes, perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Then... I'm very happy that we talk and I always honor uh, a woman at the end of my podcast. Most of the time it's a woman. And today I want to honor Bell Hooks, um, whom we lost, unfortunately, in, in December. And um, I want to finish with two of her quotes. One says, there can be no love without justice. Abuse and neglect negate love. Care and affirmation, the opposite of abuse and humiliation are the foundation of love. It is a testimony to the failure of loving practice that abuse is happening in the first place. And then she says another quote, the function of art is to do more than tell it like it is. It is to imagine what is possible. So I want us all and everybody who is listening to fall in love with justice, to imagine what is possible and really act towards it in whatever way is suitable for you. But we all have to play our part. And of course, rest in peace and power bell hooks for everything you left us. And um, yes, thank you so much for thank you. sharing thank you everything. Thank you for inviting us. Thank you yes. for having us. And um, of, of course, I will upload everything related to you on my Instagram and my website. And I want to thank everybody for listening. And I really hope um, that you will share this episode, share the message. Um, if there were things that you never heard about and you want to know more, um, Google it, get a book, read about it. And yes, it awareness. awareness. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Yes. Learn about this shit, please. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we stop with this. <laughs> thank you so much thank you so much for thank having you very us much. it was really nice something that is loved is never lost I'm Stella Sagliari and this is Salt the Podcast <laughs>